Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Darren Newsom, Senior Market Analyst with Bar Chart. We are seeing mostly lower prices on the ag markets this morning. Exceptions would be wheat and some of the deep deferred hogs. Darren, I want to start off uh, just talking about exports this morning, first of all, because we had marketing year lows for both corn and soybeans. Do we need to read into that much because it was a holiday week? Yeah, you know, just just from the weekly numbers, I don't think we can read a lot into it. As you, as you said, it was a holiday week, and we could expect the same uh, in next week's reports as well. But I think if we look at the sum total or the marketing year totals at this point, I think that's where we really see some interesting uh, some interesting numbers. You know, looking over at soybeans, you know, everybody, you know, so many folks in the industry want to talk about how bullish. Uh, U.S. exports of soybeans are going to be. Total sales are still running 16% behind last year. Uh, total exports are running uh, sharply behind. You know, the pace the pace projection is running sharply behind last year as well, and losing ground every week. Now, some of this is due because we don't have as many soybeans. But again, if we look if we look at our available stocks to use at the end of December, it looks almost like we have double what we had the same time a year ago. So. You know, and, that, and that's available stock to you. So it tells me if supplies are down, demand's down even more. And, and that just hasn't come back yet. And all of those waiting for China just to load up everything and save the U.S. market, it's just not going to happen. Uh, as long as they can pull soybeans from Brazil, it's just not they're just not going to step in and say, look, we're, we're going to we're going to offer you a lifeline. Yeah. Conversely, uh, wheat shipments have been running actually a little bit ahead of last year, haven't they? Uh, they have, you know, we are seeing we're seeing some better exports in wheat, and right now total sales are two percent above where they were the same week last year. But again, what we we have to remember what we're comparing back against. Uh, last year was was horrible for U.S. Sure. wheat shipments out of the U.S. So the fact that we've got a little bit of business going on, you know, it's still not great. Uh, basis is still a train wreck across the board, all three major markets. Uh, but you know, the the bottom line is the exports are a little bit stronger this year than they were last. Uh, at least uh, as far as total sales go. So we'll see. We'll see if we can build any uh, build any bullish excitement in here. All right, let's pick some of these apart here. First of all, soybeans. New lows for the move again this morning. And obviously, we've been reacting this week to some rains in Brazil and some in the forecast. Technically, we have beat the market up. How much lower do you think we need to go here? Again, from a from a technical point of view, you know, we can make the argument this this market is oversold. You know, we've got daily, weekly, and monthly stochastics now below the oversold level of twenty percent. Uh, but if we just view it as a weather market, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, Brazil, you know, it's it's or this is the equivalent of early July in North America across Brazil right now, and some of the key growing areas seem to be getting some rain. So you know, all it, it looks like from a fundamental point of view, at least weather-wise, if these are weather derivatives, there seems to be more room to the downside. We've gone to new lows for this move this week. We left a, we left a six cent gap on most charts, uh, weekly and daily charts. So, I mean, there, there is pressure coming into the market. Uh, fundamentally, if we look at our fundamental reads, national average basis is average at best compared to weekly close only. So again, nothing spectacular there. But the, but the outlier is future spreads. We continue to see both the March, May and May, July spreads covering less than 32% calculated full commercial carry. That's a bullish read. And it was earlier this week with Jan in delivery that Jan moved into an inverse versus March before backing off. So a lot of interesting things going on, different fundamental reads, but technically, yes, certainly looks like we've got more downside. Yeah. The wheat market, um, Chicago wheat yesterday actually had a bullish outside day higher 
do you think we can keep that momentum going? And, you know, what is driving the wheat market right now beyond this talk? You know, we've had this lower dollar maybe helping out a little bit. I don't know how much the dollar actually comes into play uh, with uh, with grains these days. I mean, yes, wheat always faces the fact that, you know, you can grow it anywhere in the world, it seems like. And so there's always plenty of competition. And sometimes it does come down to currency. But I think politics, uh, global politics are a much more important factor than, uh, than, than currencies. Now, what I find interesting about particularly the Chicago wheat market is that on the days when it rallies, like like Thursday, when we see the market close higher, uh, op total open interest in the market continues to come down. On the days it sells off, total open interest continues to go up. I think it was Wednesday when the market sold off. Uh, we saw Chicago open interest increase by 6,600 contracts and then decrease by about 3,000 contracts on Thursday. So well, this just tells me that funds are still playing in the market. There's not a lot of fundamental change uh, in Chicago wheat at this point. Uh, but we do have funds playing in the market. They're covering shorts. Uh, just over a month ago, they were net short 97,000 futures contracts. That's been trimmed to about 30, 31,000. It'll be interesting to see uh, the next round of CFTC reports to see what they have to say. Uh, so they have trimmed their position, but fundamentally, the market just hasn't changed all that much. Okay. So you think a lot of it is just short covering that? I do. Yes. That's yeah. a much shorter okay. way of, of answering my very long, or putting my <laughs> very long answer. <laughs> So same is true for corn. You know, the question is, is is uh, the corn market just following wheat? Is it following the crude oil market or is this just short covering? Because we made contract lows earlier this week and the funds are really short. I think what we could be seeing in the corn market is more of a seasonal move. Uh, you know, I went into I went into Thursday's close thinking corn was just following wheat until I got to looking at the again at the open interest numbers and where you know, where wheat was dropping off because of short covering, corn was actually adding, I think it added something like 12,700 contracts uh, as it was able to close like a penny and a quarter higher. So that was interesting to me. The last two days it's rallied, it's added contracts. So it looks to be more of a seasonal move. Uh, bins are probably still locked up tight here this winter. Nobody's interested uh, in the uh, in the cash price at this point. So, you know, much like we saw a decade ago when uh, when the cash index uh, posted a low monthly close in December 2013 and then rallied up through April 2014, we could see something similar. I'm not a big believer in analogous years, but the patterns look similar. Uh, so if bins stay locked up tight and we were able to you know, uh, rally the cash market up through at least planting season, then bin doors might open again. Uh, and that could drive the market back down heading into the summer. Yeah. And that's interesting, Darren, because usually after the first of the year, we get some sort of cash movement because in corn because of you know income averaging tax needs cash needs that sort of thing so interesting okay cattle market uh we have been basically consolidating since the big update on tuesday so it looks like the lower box beef values are winning out over some of this higher cash trade that we're hearing i think so and this cat and this box beef market is really interesting and and I know that's it's a huge topic of debate is how important box beef is. But to me, you know, this this is this is a reflection of demand for the product coming out of the plant. And what we're seeing is, is the choice market is just collapsing this week. Uh, and it was under pressure late in December as well. And so, I mean, we're seeing continued pressure in this market. It's dropped something like twelve, thirteen dollars. Uh, just the first few days of, of 2024. So, you know, if we use this as an economic indicator, it is not a bullish sign for, you know, the labor market uh, here in, in early January, certainly indicating that demand is going away from the higher price cuts of beef and going back towards the cheaper cuts of beef, you know, hamburger and so on uh, that we're seeing in the select market. Select is down. 
but nowhere near to the degree that we're seeing in choice. Okay. It's interesting that you mentioned that um, as we speak, let me get to a two shot here. As we speak, cattle are trying to come back here, but um, it's been kind of a tough lift here. It seems like we'll see if we get any more cash trade to help support the market today. Uh, let's talk about crude oil. Uh, we, you know, briefly dipped under the $70 mark, but now are we back building some Red Sea premium or what has the crude oil market hired the last couple of days? I see a couple of things going on in crude oil. Yes, we're going to be getting headlines. You know, there's always some sort of fundamental headline that supposedly drives crude oil. But, you know, at the, bo the bottom line is, you know, seasonally, this is just a time of year for crude oil to go higher. If, again, we look at the long-term monthly technical chart, uh, we see that it's still in a five-wave uptrend. The recent three-month sell-off fits perfectly with that same pattern. So now we would expect, you know, buying to come in. You know, crude oil tends to rally, say, from mid-December up through early July, something along that line. So, I mean, we're just at that point when the market should start taking off. It could start uh, to attract some investment money, particularly if, if grains aren't going to do anything. It could certainly draw some money away from there. Uh, and, if the, and if U.S. stock indexes start to stall out, you know, they may be looking for some commodity plays again. And seasonally, it certainly looks like the energy sector could be appealing. Okay. Thanks for joining us this morning, Darren Newsom, Senior Market Analyst with Bartrett. That is Markets Now.